I've said this before. I'll say it again. I know I may scream and shout and palpitate on the mic, but we in a war. You born again believers, we are in a war. We're in a war against principalities, against powers, dark forces in heavenly realms. It is so vital that the born-again believer get closest to the Word of God as they can get right now. <clears throat> You're in the age of there's not or there's no such thing as too much word for today. You, last night I played the word of God. <clears throat> I sat down at the table. You know that every time you sit down at the table and digest spiritually the word of God, you're equipping your spirit to go out and fulfill that word. I'm, I'm about to say that again and break it down slowly. This how important listening and hearing the word of God and reading the word of God, the Bible is to your spirit. <clears throat> when you read or listen to the word of God, because you are a temple of the living God, because his spirit dwells within you. That word that you hear, that you read, begins to feed your spirit. As your spirit begins to relate the word to the Holy Spirit that's inside of the temple. You see, your spirit and the Holy Spirit resides inside of your temple made of the flesh and blood of Christ. See, we're going to make this real simple. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to make this real simple because I know people don't read their Bible. They believe in Christ. And this is another thing. There's a difference between a born again believer and a believer. But to the born-again believer, when you hear that word of God, what happens is this, is that a table is set before your spirit and the Holy Spirit. And when the word of God comes in, your spirit and the Holy Spirit begin to dine and feast on that word. So the more you hear the word of God to the born-again believer that has a temple of the Holy Spirit living inside of them because they are of the flesh and blood of Christ. Now, this is a note. Because you are of the flesh and blood of Christ, that's the only way that, that the temple can be built in the first place. It has to be built out of the flesh and blood of Christ mean that has, there has to be an agreement in your spirit with who Jesus is in the flesh. <clears throat> there has to be an agreement in your spirit that this Christ man died for you. And now you can possess that death 
You can exchange death certificates. See, Jesus Christ had a death certificate. You got a death certificate. The difference between Jesus Christ's death certificate. When the soldiers pierced his side and blood and water came out, that was his death certificate. When they pronounce you dead, whoever does that, that's your death certificate. The only difference between your death and Jesus's death is that your death is binding. His death is redeemable. You can bury that man, but you can't keep him in the grave. You can bury that man, but you can't keep him in the jaws of death. Why? Because he's not of this world. He comes from his father. He's Elohim. That's what makes his ability to redeem his death different from yours. You don't come from any place other than a spark in God's eye that he might want to visit multiple temples in the earth. That's all the human race creation was for, was a potential dwelling place for the living God. If an agreement of love could be met between the two. See, I have to agree to love God. He's not gonna force his love. See, the world forces its affections on you. That's why a little child is raped. A little daughter is raped. Why? Because it's forcing the world's affections on you. That's why I exchanged true love for pornography. It's, the world is forcing its It's life, it's will, it's purpose upon you. Maybe I should keep all these talks down. I try never to go over 30 minutes. That's okay. The, the amount of a sitcom, the time of a, of a sitcom we can't give to God. I think for the born again believer right now, those of you that know where you are, you know you're on enemy territory, so you're not trying to save the world. That's not your goal, that's not your purpose. If anything, the best of us are good salvaging crew. I'm going to tell you the kind of believer that the Lord likes, the Lord loves. He loves the kind of believer that can see the spiritual advantage of operating according to his will towards a certain situation so that he might be glorified. So that he might be seen as the victor in the natural as well as the spiritual.
See, God ain't lacking nothing in the spiritual. It says in his temple, they praise him all the time. And I said this before, I'll say it again. If you don't like Jesus, you're, you're a believer, right? Some of you are born again believer. Me too, born again believer. I didn't want to hear about Jesus all the time. And I'm a born again believer. So what you think they're going to be talking about in eternity? All the time. So I had to get my emotional game. I had to put that down, see, and realize, and realize who I'm stepping with and who I'm stepping into. Because my spirit got a personality. My soul got a personality. My body got a personality. People have sexual personalities. People have personality in their soul. People have personality in their spirit. But see, once you become clear and have sat down about who you are in Christ and have sat down next to him, all the wisdom, all the wisdom that is his is at your disposal. You're lacking nothing. When you got born again, you didn't, you're not lacking anything. God does not meter out his, his blessings in, in, in proportions. Everything God has given you is in your spirit through Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit that sits down in your temple. The goal is to access what's inside of you and present that to God above you. That's connecting where you are to what's above you. See, that's the key. See, we want what's above us to be connected to us down here. But the key is you need to bring out what's inside of your spirit so that it can be connected to what's above you. I'm going to tell you the secret. One of the secrets about the Holy Spirit is that he does seek the path of least resistance sometimes. You might be entertaining in the sense that God laughs at our hard headedness and scoffs at us, at our foolishness, trying to supplant him as God of the universe. He laughs at that. You know that every time something in this world seeks to supplant God as supreme being of the world, of the universe, God laughs. And then he goes to work. Because he's always working. See, I want God to work for me. You know, you can hire the Lord. I know that's going to sound weird, but you can, you can, you can hire the Lord. What does it mean to hire someone? That means that you need a job done that you can't do. And you need someone else to do it for the most part. Well, I need God. I need the Holy Spirit to take care of the enemies that's trying to, be, that's trying to destroy my life. I can't do it. Can't handle. They're too strong. How I was raised by my mama and daddy is too strong for me. There's too much power in how I was neglected for years. There's too much power in that. I got to give that over to someone that's a, that's a specialist. 
in the area of his enemy also. I'm a firm believer is that the born again believer's enemy is really the Lord's enemy just getting to you. Attacking you because he can't attack the son anymore. He can't abuse the son anymore. He did that once on the cross, but he can't do that anymore. So he's turned his affections of his hatred towards Jesus upon those that believe in him and those that might become believers onto salvation and onto being born again. I don't want you just to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. I believe that a long time, but I want you to step into it as a promise for yourself. Lord, give me that. Give me that born again status. Give me that spirit. Put your spirit inside of my spirit, Lord. I believe you died for me, Lord, and I'm yielding to that death so that I might be resurrected into that life. I think a half an hour is long enough for any preacher. But I wanted a new life. See, we begin to realize, see, the world has many life choices. You know, the world has a whole shelf of lives you can pick from. There's a whole bend of lives. There's a bend of lives over there. You can pick one out for yourself. You can start living that life if you want to. You can pick out of this container and find yourself a life. One you might fit. One that might, one that might please you. One that might be sensual to you. One that might be natural to you. Pick yourself out of life. Change the one you've been born with. Pick yourself out of life. I've always set this in my heart and believed it in my mind that the gods have returned. We're now living in an atmosphere of, of, of not the singular worship of one God, but the worship of a plurality of, 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 of multiple gods. There's gods everywhere now. And it hasn't been that long. I remember when pornography was taboo. Now people use it to get fame and fortune. I remember they called them stag movies. Played on, 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 on eight millimeter reel to reels.
Now on any given night, I can go home and watch pornography. I can carry around a device that'll attach me to pornography. What happened? Is that the the result of the the the, the search for freedom? So physical freedom at the expense of spiritual depravity. So now when a man sees a woman, he just wants to have sex with her because he's been watching pornography. A woman sees a man now and all he is to her is a potential paycheck even if I have to have a baby by him and I'm laying down with him? Why am I laying down with so many men? Why am I laying down with so many women? Is it just the pleasure? Am I a born again believer? Am I a believer? And I'm talking to the born-again believers. I'm not talking to the world. The world has nothing else to choose from. In my opinion. There's just different degrees. But it's nothing out of this world. Jesus says, I'm not of this world. So when you choose Jesus, you're choosing Jesus. That's not of this world. And that's so overrated. I mean, I'm so, that's so underrated in the hearts of people. It's underrated that Jesus is not one of the gods of this world or one, because he says, I'm not of this world. And the enemy tried to slip me up in my words. That's the devil. I rebuke that. Jesus says, I'm not of this world. So if you become his son, his child, his friend, then you won't be of this world either. So why are you seeking friendships with the world? Why is the born again believer, the believer's mind steeped in the world? So worried about what the world thinks of you. So worried about it. Why is the born-again believer so worried about what the world thinks about you or the cardinal believer thinks about you? You know, we used to talk about that. Maybe that's the distinction. I guess you can be born again and can be cardinal. And then you can be a believer. So there might be three categories then. There is the born-again believer... that seeks to go out and meet Christ in a relationship. There is the born again backslider who has accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, but is living a very cardinalistic life in their heart, in their mind. And then there is the believer that believes that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, 
die for them, die for them. But they haven't quite made him Lord of their life. He's never really sat down as someone that I'm now going to follow and understand what type of man he is so I can follow him. There's a believer that believes that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, but they have yet or have not or does not or have yet to receive him as Lord. See, the second individual, it received Jesus as Lord, but they backslid. The first individual receives him as Lord and begins to produce fruit in that. The second type of believer believes him as Lord and may have accepted him, but have backslidden into the world. There's been many great men in the Bible that have had that. So it's, it's okay. You can, you can come back. You can be redeemed. The, and then there's the believer that believes that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world, but they have not signed up. They've not said that's for me. That man is my God. And I was a believer. I was a born again believer. And I backslid. I really believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I accepted that. I believe he died for the sins of the world. I believe that was a sinner, not only by deed, but also because I come out of the bloodline of Adam, which, mean, which meant I would die one day, and I needed that reversed, and I believe that Jesus Christ could reverse that curse of death, the death of Adam, which I am now a partaker of. He could take that curse off me. I believe that. I accepted that. But in many ways, I couldn't put it completely into my life because my affections and natural affections began to grow stronger. To blot out. But because I got a good foothold into who he was, into who Jesus Christ was and who he is, I got a good foothold in understanding that can't and it couldn't and it cannot and it wasn't removed from my spirit, see? And it, could, it was like a, a seed that was watered and then it could come back to life. All right, I'm reaching my, my time limit. It's time to exit.